Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And welcome and thank you. And yes, as Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, oh, I'll geez. be back and we are back. <laughs> Marsha's back from London, uh, from the UK, and we are happy to be with you. We are Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier and got some great stories for you today. More Twitter nonsense going on all over the place. Uh, we'll talk about Thanksgiving sales. A lot of sales over the weekend on Thanksgiving. And Buddy the Elf is back. Uh, how are you, Marsha? How was your trip? Oh, my trip was great. My trip was great. It was wonderful not to think about technology. I spent half my trip in a little village and saw the Christmas tree lighting with the whole community of about 250 people and the Christmas tree competition at the local church it, with the vicar out front. Uh, it was just wonderful. Fun. It was the way I'd love the holidays to be. But I came home and we did Thanksgiving yesterday. Because okay. we were busy until, and watch the parade because Fun. you have to watch the parade. It's, you know, it's, I saw my wife brought me in. I don't usually watch parades, but I watched the first two minutes where they showed the funny girl. The uh, that's what you're talking about. Uh, well, Lee, Lee Michelle. They should, they had them singing from not funny girl. No, was it funny girl? You know what I'm talking about. They had a musical number at the very beginning. <laughs> they usually do, I guess. Okay. Oh, I guess yeah, you didn't the, watch it then. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day yeah. Parade. I yeah, watched yeah, it that for was two yeah, and a half a... hours. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what it started oh, with. Oh, they had a Broadway, the Broadway cast of yes. uh, Leah Michelle. Singing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, that, was, uh, that was fun. So uh, glad you're back. Welcome back. Uh, this week has been another nonsense week of Twitter crap going on. Well, I mean, you know, before before we first of all bang on Twitter, uh, there's a lot of hate going around. And because of things that Elon has done, there's even more hate being slung at them by the media and different people. And hey, everybody's got a right to hate. God yeah. bless you. You want to hate, <laughs> hate. As long as you're not hurting anybody, that's fine. One of the problems is there's nowhere to go. People are going, oh, I'm going to Mastodon. Well, let me tell you that the onboarding process on Mastodon is is a joke. Regular people will not figure out at all. And there's not even a universal search on Mastodon. Direct messages are different. So the whole thing is wonky. Uh, Then there's post.news which is basically a journalist base. And journalists really aren't the most interesting people in the world because they're all pimping their own stuff. (laughs) Then some people are going to hive, which is another thing, but they can't keep that functioning long enough to hold on to the people. So those Jack Dorsey is building his own decentralized Twitter called Blue Sky. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't think you know it, anyone is going to be able to recreate Twitter, and which is not. why I'm I'm hanging in because I like the theory behind Twitter, and I do like the fact that Elon is allowing uh, free speech unless you break a law. And mm-hmm. son of a gun, Kanye West ran right oh, out God. there and broke a law immediately. Yep, by posting swastika. Uh, aside from his anti-Semitic rants. 
So I, yeah, that was not fun. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, you know, I have to say, I can't, sometimes I can't figure out which side Elon Musk is on because he is so all over the place. Well, but you see, that's the thing. And that's why we have to give him a chance. We can't, I mean, you can give him whatever you want. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm telling from my point of view, I'm going to give him a chance because I'm seeing him try all kinds of things. I see him post the uh, polls on his Twitter account where he asks the users, for example, the last one I voted in, was should we allow the uh, canceled accounts back on Twitter? If they haven't broken a law, mm-hmm. I voted yes. It, you know, even though the votes were anonymous, folks, I voted yes. Right. A lot of people voted no, but the majority of the people voted yes. So that's why Elon reinstated them. And I think things like that, if this is really the internet town square, that this is the way we're going to have to run it. And I don't know if he's right or if he's wrong. Yesterday, Twitter totally blew up. Now, there are more people on Twitter than ever, but the big names are leaning back off of Twitter and saying, oh, Twitter sucks. I don't want to be here. But there's nothing more entertaining, to tell you the truth, during the World Cup. You know, to be following World Cup during yep. the games. Oh, wow, sure. there were more people on there. It was, you know. Oh, there's there- some really great uses for it. There's no question about it. And there's um, no other place on the internet where regular people, uh, people who don't have a lot of means, people in countries that, you know, they're using a can and a wire to get, to get on the yeah, internet, right. uh, can actually converse or share their ideas with top politicians and celebrities. Uh, Emmanuel Macron just yesterday came on Twitter. And said basically the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. It looks like they're having difficulty getting advertisers. They were talking about that they were reducing significantly their fees. But according to a senior media buyer at Financial Times, it says they sound like the guy playing the violin on the Titanic. Right. Which I don't the think point, any client is willing to take the risk. So who the, knows? The point is, that's how cancel culture works. Right, of course. You get enough media to spread that word. And, uh, I mean, we're not even going to the craziness of Balenciaga. So that's a whole other story. Um, But anyway, Elon yesterday broke the Twitter files, which was basically an expose. He did it with reporter Matt Tabibi. Um, There were copies of emails, screenshots posted, all kinds of authentic information as to how Twitter executives blocked a New York Post story, which was over Hunter Biden articles. Now, the fact that they blocked them, and if you read the thread, and you can find that if you go to Twitter and look for that thread, Hunter Biden thread, just search those words, you can see that the employees of Twitter made decisions, and even the Lawyers at Twitter argued, were they doing the right thing? Is is this really the right thing to do? And the most revealing thing was that Jack Dorsey, the founder, had no idea. They did it all behind his back. Yeah, that's not surprising. And But this shows you, Mark, how 
this can get out of control. How this, how a group of people can have Twitter lose their advertisers by, you know, canceling. Yeah. It's Elon pro- promises that today there will be another rollout of the Twitter files, which mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I got my popcorn ready. <laughs> uh, it, nothing was more interesting than that. But one thing that was super interesting, and I, He's a great actor, but I'm not a fan of his politics. Uh, one of the screenshots of an email showed that one of the political parties told Twitter to remove one of James Wood's tweets. Yeah, didn't and, they ban James Wood for a while? They pulled yeah, him off yeah, of Twitter? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the point is free speech. We're going right. for free speech well, now. Well, of course. But the point is that the party told Twitter to remove it. And they did. Now, hmm. from what I understand, both Republican and Democratic parties had the right to preview tweets before they were allowed to that's uh, circulate. And that is part. That's why it's important to read the Hunter Biden uh, thread, because all this email is proof and it's all in there. I mean, yeah. so anyway, James Woods is suing. He says he's had enough. He's not suing Twitter. He's suing the party that which tried to block his tweets and told Twitter to block his tweets. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's entertaining. Yeah, it is. I mean, what the hey? It's really happening. And uh, and I don't want to say anything negative, but I hope Kanye either finds his meds or goes to an <laughs> island. I mean, He's I'm got just, some problems, man. I'm telling you. Wow. I don't understand. It, I, I don't understand. You know he well when you when you ask him about it, the fact that he lost two billion dollars worth of contracts that he had through was it Adidas I think it was he went ah eh, money's not everything yeah, well I don't know two billion dollars <laughs> is a lot of money and but he doesn't care I suppose the other side of it is as much as I do dislike him and don't agree with anything he says I guess in a free speech world he has the right to say whatever he wants to say but just so you know. The interesting thing about Kanye is the money that he's lost, plus the lawsuits that are pending mm-hmm. from the companies that he was collaborating with, right, would wipe out his entire fortune. Oh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, the, one of the articles I read did the numbers on that. So yeah, that's bad. All right, enough about Twitter. I'm okay, so you talk Twitter. to us about SpaceX. Cause, yeah, it's uh, really interesting. SpaceX uh, had asked the FCC for permission to deploy 30,000 uh, Starlink satellites back in 2020. Uh, they've granted partially the request. So the commission has given the company to go ahead and deploy about 7,500 satellites for its Gen 2, um, which will provide more Internet coverage to, you know, in theory, rural, rural areas. Um, and whether or not that all works or not, I guess we'll see. But they clearly they felt they needed thirty thousand, so <laughs> seventy five hundred is not enough to get them to where they want to go. But I don't know. Do you know anybody yet that's using Starlink? Yeah, I do. And uh, they're very happy with it. Okay, no big deal. Now what we're doing is we're talking about the second generation Starlink satellites, right? which are launched the V-band satellite constellation. So it's amazing. It's magical. I, I don't know quite what to say, except for the fact that I know it's working. 
And when I see people from, uh, un, let's just say, unbanked countries, I don't know how to say it, but right. maybe third world countries, okay. online commenting, when I see them commenting on New York Times stories, the ones that go free, you know, that people yeah. comment on, and you can tell, but I think it's fantastic. And if it is working, I'm not sure how I feel about having a net of satellites around the earth. It's a lot. I mean, they, maybe they the aliens. It. Maybe the aliens, when they come to attack us, will bounce off the well, that would be awesome. satellites. Yeah, right. That would be cool. You right. know, apparently, these low, what they call low orbit uh, satellites, decay, decay fairly quickly. They only last a couple of years, so they got to keep putting more and more up uh, to give her, you know, to cover a particular area. And you know, I didn't realize satellites went down that quickly, but apparently they do. They're the Earth orbit. Something burns them up. So um, they just have to keep launching more and more satellites. Well, and the interesting thing is um, the new ones will have the capability to communicate with phones here on Earth Mm -hmm. and using the mobile towers of T-Mobile. They're going to uh, depend on the second-gen satellites and will be able to end mobile dead zones. Yeah, that would be fantastic. uh, I mean, I mean... Okay, but it's Elon Musk. He's making freaking magic. He envisioned this. No question. Yeah. So, so I can't. I can't count him out. I I just can't count him out. No, I mean he's he's bounced around so many times with so many projects. I mean the guy's clearly got ADD because he he's never on one thing for very long. Well, the best people do actually, but yeah. I mean, okay, take a look at the Boring Company. That's a, yeah, <laughs> that's that a, was such a weird deal. I don't even know. They opened. I think they opened that uh, that tunnel, didn't they? In Vegas, in Las finally? Vegas, we'll be able to see it at CES. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It's very, very interesting. So anyway, that's the latest on our Elon Musk news. Uh, you found a story about what only six people showed up to the EU's uh, $400,000 party in the metaverse. Well, first there? of all, I want to preface this with, Mark, you are a financial guy, so you mm-hmm. can't comment a whole lot I on Facebook's metaverse, <laughs> except for the fact that people aren't buying that. Am I yeah. right? The, oh, it's been just, a big, well, look at what's happened to Facebook and, uh, you know, the, their whole banking on Metaverse, and guess what? It ain't working so far. And how many billions have they sunk into oh, this God. mess? He finally admitted, uh, Zuckerberg finally admitted, oops, maybe I got this wrong, or we're still committed to it, but I don't think I did it right, so who knows? So Fortune Magazine had an article that the EU who, you know, yay, 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 we're the metaverse, yay, 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 we're going to have a big party, and uh, the cost of the online party was Mm -hmm. $400,000, and six people showed up. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) So, I don't know about this metaverse thing. I'd still bank on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know which one to pick now. If I had to pick between Twitter or the metaverse, they're both really smart guys who run both of those companies. Um, yeah, but, but you lots- know, to me, Zuckerberg's tilting on that Kanye edge. <laughs> Just- yeah, he, I, he's not quite that crazy, but you know what? He's hasn't gotten it right so far. Doesn't mean he won't. But I, was, right. you know, I always thought the metaverse was an interesting idea. But when people started spending hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on pieces of, you know, uh, virtual land. I thought. Well, uh, the thing was, uh, 
many of our listeners may not be old enough to know, there used to be something called Second Life, which was basically the metaverse. Mm -hmm. And it was so highly touted. And everybody, oh, you got Second Life. I don't know about you, but I went to Second Life and it sucked. Who cares? I want to do things in real life. Well, you know, it almost goes back to, if you remember, and I'm sure you do, The Sims. As far yes. as I'm concerned, The Sims, the game The Sims, remember that? Yep. That was kind of the first foray into metaverse. You took over someone else's life, and they became your real people, and they talked to each other. And Okay, I mean, I well, you're talking the more advanced Sims. The early Sims was a great, I loved that game, it was you could build your city, and you were the mayor. And Yeah, it was fun. That was a fun game. And it's still around, by the way. Right. But now, as you say, it's a lot more involved than than it was. But the point is, yeah, uh, the metaverse not working right now. No, not, not, not so a good far. idea. So um, I came across this article, and this blew me away. Because I always felt that Apple, you know, they have these commercials. It's almost... Remember those commercials, insurance is trust. Yeah. So I'm thinking of the Apple commercials. You know, you can trust. Uh, and, and truth, I mean, I'm an Android user. I do have some Apple products, but, mm-hmm. you know, I say, oh, yeah, Apple, trust them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I read this, and this blew me away. It was all over the Internet. Did, were you able to check it out? Yeah, I saw that. So basically what it's saying is, yes. Your usage is kind of anonymous, mm-hmm. except for the fact that everything you send from your phone, every bit of data that you send to Apple from your phone, includes a permanent, unchangeable ID number mm-hmm. called a directory service identifier, which collects the same information that you registered with Apple on, including your full name phone number, birth date, email address, and more. Oh, is that all? That's all. And that goes out with every... Now, Apple says personal data is not logged. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. But knowing that DSID is like knowing someone's name. It's one-to-one to your identity. And all those detailed analytics that are being sent can be tied to you. Now... You might say the same thing about Google, because I'm sure that, whatever, Google knows me, Google knows, you know, I wish it would tell me when I have to go to the bathroom, you know, just, it knows me. But the point is that Google is doing less selling of data and more using it to sell ads. So, all of it, it just stinks like, like day old fish. Guess what? No matter what you do in electronics, there's no privacy. Right. No matter how you try to protect yourself, no matter how many smart things you think you're doing, somehow they're going to get your information. Right. So, you know, it's sad and and it's true. But let's go on to a fun story, which is, wow, the sales, um, Cyber Monday sales were off the charts. Yep. Yep. Why don't you tell about that? Because I was crazy. Well, Cyber Monday and Black Friday. Uh, yeah, well, Cyber, Mon- Cyber Monday, there were $11.3 billion, uh, which they say was driven by demand, not by inflation. 
so, uh, you know, initially everybody was worried about what the holiday season was going to be. But uh, according to Adobe Analytics, which tracks season- seasonal commercial activity, this is 5.8% more than the consumer spend on the same day last year for the record $10.7 billion. Um, and a drop down, uh, let's see, then 2020, $10.8 billion. Uh, both set records for that day and that time. So this is the biggest of the long weekend, and people are still continuing to buy like crazy, which is good for Black the economy. Fri- Black Friday sales were $9.12 billion. So just add those two numbers again. And I'm not sure what driven by demand, not just inflation. Yeah, it makes no to. sense to me uh, what Adobe said. But what does make sense to me is that people are ignoring Inflation. People have just said, "Screw it." I'm going to buy I what want I want. To ha- I want to have Christmas. Yep. And this is going in a bad place because there's more buy now, pay later. Yeah, exactly. You know the old. Remember the trap people used to get into in the home shopping club when that first started. They'd go into debt like crazy. Oh sure, because they buy everything that came on. Right, I, I and think- it it could be done in month monthly payments. Right. Yeah. I think my wife years ago, this is probably whenever Home Shopping Club started, which must be, what, 20 years or more ago, that she was, for a brief period, just glued to the screen. And, mm-hmm. well, let's buy that, and let's buy this, and let's buy that. Fortunately, that went away real quickly. Uh, otherwise, I would be living in a cardboard box right now. But well, um, I had an ex-husband that would get drunk and watch Home Shopping Network um, it, this was longer, than, by the way, than 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know when too. Home Shopping Network was founded. But he would get drunk and buy everything. Funny. And he'd buy dozens of things. And, and he would stay up all night. and keep. It was founded in 1982, Mark. Wow, that long ago. Hard to believe. Yeah. 40 and years ago. Huh? He would, and once it got to the point where he had to call them. <laughs> And say, oops, <laughs> bought too much. But anyway, I just think people, I'm going to make myself happy. I'm going to buy shit. That's right. it. That stuff is addictive. And it's interesting. So they expect that there's going to be over $200 billion in total sales coming up. Which, I mean, that's a staggering amount of money for uh, two months. And so far, uh, mobile has accounted for 44% of sales. So, you know, all this recession talk and fears of all this stuff, so far doesn't seem to be real apparent. Well, it doesn't be – it's not penetrating. (laughs) No, right. Uh, People are just saying, screw it. But what what I found interesting was this article on Amazon's top 10 best-selling items of Black Mm -hmm. Friday and Cyber Monday. I mean, okay – you comment on each one because these are crazy. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, the Amazon Echo Dot. Eh, okay, people want Which that. Which well, before you go further, yeah. one thing we should talk about, and I don't know, I'm sure you saw this while you were there, the talk about how Amazon is losing a fortune on those devices. Yep. And some fear that those could, yep. I don't know if they'll disappear. I've got, yep. I would hope not. But I yeah, think they so. will. I, I, but, you know, I, I can't say. Yeah. Um, I don't. I unplugged my Echo device. I'm no longer using it. Um, I still use the Amazon Fire TV stick, which was number two. Mm-hmm. Um, not only was that a great deal at fifty percent off, 
Yeah, that's. A good I recommend idea. everybody use it because it's a great way to set up all your streaming. Right. Apple AirPods were at substantial discount. That was not a, enough. Frankly, yeah. two hundred and twenty-nine dollars still not enough because there are tons of really good ones for eighty bucks. Uh, the ones that I got from uh, um, OnePlus, fabulous. Right. But the number four best-selling item for yeah, Thanksgiving so weekend blew me away and it gave me some hope for society yeah exactly yeah does anybody remember the classic game connect four you know it's funny because i remember the game i don't remember ever actually playing that game i remember it being popular but where all of a sudden that come from i used to play that with my daughter all the time it's a big chunk of plastic and it has like checkers in two different colors and each person has their own color, and you drop wow. them in, and you try to get four in a row, and you win. Yeah, I guess. And it's a simple game. It's a fun game. You don't need a computer. It's still thirteen ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think this should be on everybody. It's not tech. It's simple. It's fun. You're going to open the game and show people how to play it, and I promise you people will play it. It, yeah. But that's number four on yeah, the list. Yeah, that's pretty I'm going back to Candyland, but go ahead. What was number five? <laughs> well, a smart plug, which, yeah, okay, I get it. Smart yeah. plug. Amazon yeah. Echo Show. Yeah, yeah, I get that, too, because they can discount their stuff real cheap. Yeah, 35 bucks on here. I mean, that was quite a, you know, that's with the screen and the smart display for 35 bucks. pretty cheap. And, and the Nintendo Switch. Yep. That's another one. Yeah, but Nintendo you'd Switch. expect that. You'd expect to see that, right? Yeah, two, uh, two. Now that's not cheap. That's three hundred bucks. But yeah, yeah, it's the top ten. And Champion Apparel is making a comeback. Personally, I know my husband loves Champion sweatpants. He wears them all the time. Oh, funny. Burt's Bees Christmas gift set. Yeah, I get that. And then. The guy shoes, the dad shoes, the New Balance Men's 608 V5 Casual Comfort Cross Trainer. Yeah, nice looking shoes. Um, my husband has three pairs of these, or maybe four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are nice shoes. Uh, and always made, New Balance wasn't one of the you know big names like Adidas or Nike, but they've always made very good shoes. But this seems to be an underground top shoe. And for it to be number 10 in the top 10 list, I'd say it proves out, right? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Okay. Also, you found some other gifts, including jeans. Okay. Well, this, uh, to you know, talk the truth here, I was sent jeans, these jeans to test out, and they weren't for me. They were for men. So I ha had my husband test out the jeans from the perfect gene. Okay. Okay. Their website is theperfectgene.nyc. If you go to their website, you can get 15% off your order, free shipping, um, free returns. And basically, if you go to their website, you'll see a bunch of men kind of doing squats <laughs> and wearing jeans, which if we know how jeans are, that's almost impossible to do. You just can't. Um and frankly, men's rear ends don't look that great in jeans. I'm sorry, I beg Mark. Beg your it, pardon. It's the especially as they get older. 
Yeah, I don't have much of a rear end, so I. But the can point relate. is, go to the website. I just sent you the link. They come in four different styles: shop by fit, which is what Gap used to do for women. So this is revolutionary that they're doing it for men. And there is stretch in these jeans, which makes the perfect fit. Nice. You can get slim, skinny, athletic, boot cut, okay? Kurt put them on, and I got to tell you, let's not get past how they look. I was shocked. And plus, he said they were really, really comfortable. Wow. Which, you know, that's amazing. They're not crazy expensive. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how much are they? Oh, hold on. Um, 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 let me just click on the athletic I see ones. They've got it, yeah, and I'm doing the slim. All right, the slim one is seventy nine ninety nine. Not a, not that expensive for a good pair of jeans, right? And they sent also a hoodie. Oh, uh, it's for us to test out in in my husband's size, which yoink, I grabbed. <laughs> it fits me perfectly as a tunic over my leggings. Oh, funny. <laughs> And it's soft, and it's fuzzy, and it's 38 bucks. It's fabulous. I, I just, uh, they have T-shirts in nine colors. They have these hoodies for $59.99. Um, it's all incredible. It's a premium stretch fabric in the jeans, 2% spandex, 2.5% rayon, for extra movement and comfort that your man parts require. Ooh. <laughs> we want our man parts to be comfortable. Uh, yeah, it seems to be very, very important. But I got to tell you, they are fantastic and tested them. Hold on. I want to see their Twitter account, Perfect Jeans, because the name of their Twitter account is a little bit much, to tell you the truth. Um. It's not perfect jeans. It's and the pictures on there. It's called unc- at uncrushed nuts. <laughs> That's funny. Very interesting. And they're very comfortable. That's my review. And I can't think of a better gift to make your man's butt look better. Excellent. And make him more comfortable because let's face it: after two years of soft pants, nobody wants to go into regular jeans again. No, exactly. Nobody wants to wear anything. That's all I wear constantly, uh, jeans. Real, Mark, you got to try these jeans. I am yeah. not kidding you. They are fabulous. I will. I will definitely do that. Um, all right. So a couple of years ago, I, t- I did a review, and this is really cute. Um, you know, we uh, I use, for the most part, when I time something, I use my watch or, or Echo or something else, you know, set a timer for 30 seconds. But a couple of years ago, they came out with a uh, device called the Tick Time Cube. It's a little small, oh gosh, fits between your forefinger and your thumb, very small, and it's your standard kind of timer. You know, it sets different ways of timing, 10 seconds, 24 seconds, 40 seconds, you know, whatever whatever you want, and you just move it, and it goes, they have a built, what they call a Tick Time Cube built-in Pomodoro counter. Uh, you long press on the different sides, and you can do a 25-minute timer or multiple different times. It's very cute looking. Um, it was on sale. I think the previous model is about thirty-five bucks on sale at uh, Amazon right now, and the new one 
uh, is on Indiegogo, and you can check that out on the, um, they actually raised about a half a million dollars. They're shipping right now, and they'll have Indie, what was the other site I told you, Marsha? Indiegogo, oh, the second Am- thing. Am- I, I don't know. I saw Amazon, so. Well, yeah, Amazon, yeah. No, this one is, that's the only one you can get on Amazon is the um, the older model. This is the newer model. So if you want the newer model and you go to Indiegogo, you'll be able to get that on Indiegogo in demand. And that'll start ver- fairly shortly. And they're running about 50 bucks. And it's a nice way, you know, just it's handy. You can even take it in your pocket if you but want to go someplace. But what does it do? I even read the thing. I don't get what it does. Well, it's just a multiple timer. So it gives you the opportunity to set, you know, oh, I need a 20-minute timer. Boom, put the thing down, and it, and it goes off, and it sets automatically. Well, you oh, now I need tell, five. You could just tell your watch. <laughs> uh, well, you know, what can I tell you? We all like these electronic, and it's very cute. And if you yeah, want it looks it, cute. It looks like a cute gift. Yeah, and, and not it, everybody, you know, has an Echo or has a Google or has something where they set their timers or have a smartwatch. Hey, you know, what I, you know what I do in the kitchen? I look at a clock. I say, okay, 10 minutes from now will be 510. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll come you're back smarter then. than I am because I look at the <laughs> clock and I go, "Wait, what was the time that I looked at it five minutes ago?" So that doesn't work for me. I'm, you know, the minute I'm out of sight, out of mind, I can't remember what I said the time was. Um, so anyway, uh, check it out. You can again, you can sign it, find it on Amazon.com or check Indiegogo, and it's and a it's really the, nice little timer. It's the Tick Time Pomodoro Countdown. Correct uh, timer. Yeah, yeah available now. Uh, okay, so why don't we remember Buddy the Elf? Is, is You know, it's been very popular through the years, and I'm trying to remember why. Okay, the movie Elf. Remember, it's played by, oh, what's his name? Oh, was his name Buddy? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, um, oh gosh. Yes. Um, yes, okay. <laughs> oh, God, I can't believe I just went blank on his name, but go ahead, we'll give his well, name. Well, Elf the movie is yeah. one of the premier Christmas movies, and let's face it, you know, who doesn't love the movie? And who does it star? Um, uh, James it Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and James. Oh. John Favreau was the director of the film. Yeah, um, but whatever. People don't care. James Caan. Anyway, James Caan. Yes, yeah. played. We lost oh, last year. Sadly, know, very sad. But this is crazy. You've all heard of Hello Fresh. Now I don't I don't buy subscription meals. If I have to cook it, I might as well be cooking what I want to eat myself. Right. You know, get a bag of spaghetti and we're good to go. But um they made a partnership with the movie Warner Brothers Warner Brothers Discovery Elf. And they will be selling a Buddy the Elf signature meal kit. Now if you remember in the movie Buddy the Elf had an interesting take on what he wanted to eat, and that would have been spaghetti with maple syrup and stuff okay. like that. But uh, they, uh, they've they adapted it a little bit and made it more chocolate. <laughs> oh. So they're going to have, this was the 2003 film Elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very uh, good movie, by the way. Really good movie. They're going to be selling Elf spaghetti boxes. Priced at $15 for two servings, the product will be available via a microsite on a first-come, first-served basis starting December 5th. If you're interested in this, watch my Twitter account. As soon as I find out, I will tweet about it because I think it's cool. Um, And it'll be sold through December 9th, and each day sales will open. 
at 12.25 p.m. ET, so that's 9.25 a.m. Pacific time. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling they're going to be scarce. Um, They're kind of adhering to the general recipe outline, kind of maybe. Comes with pre-portioned ingredients including maple syrup, chocolate syrup, marshmallows, chocolate nonpareil candies, crumbled chocolate-flavored paste, Frosties, frosted pastries, and Calavita spaghetti. And, of course, step-by-step instructions. They also released a video showing the pasta treat in action. So this is amazing, great promotion from HelloFresh. Yeah, that's kind of fun. And uh, if you haven't seen Elf, this is the right time of the year. I can't believe I actually yesterday, not that we're talking about TVs, but I actually rewatched Miracle on 34th Street. Just happened to pop up. Uh, so if you're looking for a good holiday movie, that's that's a great film. Um, okay, so we, we're coming close to the holidays, obviously, and we've got a list of must-have gifts. What did you find? Well, we're kind of short on time here. I want to just—we've talked about some gifts, must-have right. gifts. Do you have a couple on this list that you really thought was really fabulous? Because the Christmas movies that you have to see, we need to give that list. Uh, yes, we should do that. I mean, you know, there's just the usual, a little bit of what you talked about, you know, the uh, the the Dot and the Google Assistant. Those are always nice to have, assuming they still are available and, you know, they don't stop manufacturing or using these. Uh, so I didn't have anything specific. Just, you know, if you want to go, let's go, go ahead and talk about uh, streaming and things like that. What are you watching? Uh, what am I watching? Again, I was traveling, so not watching a whole lot. But I'm enjoying the Christmas specials because mm-hmm. I'm a sap. Because, I mean, I really enjoyed the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. I mean, put the Rockettes on anything, and I'm good to oh, go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're just, great. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm happy. But there are 10 films in the New York Times today that you should mm-hmm. see. And one streaming on BET Plus called The Christmas Clapback. Um it's a food-centric com- comedy. I don't know anything about it. The Miles family has been obsessed with its church's holiday cook-off. And three daughters, Nadine Ellis, Portia Coleman, and Candace Maxwell, have now picked up the whisk from their late mother. It sounds like a really sweet movie. Mm-hmm. There's that. Uh, streaming on HBO Max, A Christmas Mystery, which sounds adorable. Uh, two kids... There's uh, Violet Pierce is such a keen sleuth that when her best friend's genial dad is accused of stealing their town's precious jingle bells, she immediately sets out to right the outrageous perversion of justice. Cool. And um, this one, you, one can, a, you can pick up after this one. Because, well, I mean, the next one is, I haven't seen it yet. I plan to watch it. I mean, you know, we all loved A Christmas Story, which is about Ralphie and you'll shoot your eye out with a BB gun. Uh, Peter Billingsley, uh, who was the star of the original film in 1983, has now as an adult, they've made a Christmas story Christmas. And it's just, you know, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment upon whether it was good or bad. But boy, that talk about bringing back nostalgia, bringing back the same star when he was a little kid now as an adult. So that looks like it's kind of fun. Well, the thing is, Gene Shepard, who wrote the movie and yeah. did the original voiceover narrative, was a personal friend of mine. Oh, uh, and Gene was one of the most creative writers. He wrote for Playboy. He wrote this. He's written so many great things. Uh, 
has quite a legacy. Um, Julie Haggerty plays the mother in the new movie, which anything that Julie Haggerty does yeah, is going to be great. fabulous. Um, the original, I by the way, the mother in that, and I can't remember her name right now, I think they offered her the part and she had retired and wasn't interested in doing another film, which is why Julie Haggerty took that over. Well, they couldn't have gotten anybody better. Yeah. And I think it'll be great to revisit the original Ralphie and the whole family. Oh, yeah. Back to Indiana, home for the holidays with him grown up. But he's the dad now. I wonder if he's going to have the Christmas tree, uh, not the Christmas tree, the lamp with the stocking. The, the lamp with, the, yeah, the lady's leg. Right. Everybody remembers that. Darren McGavin, who was a great actor, was the one that was uh, won that as his big prize. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. That looks like it's going to be fun. Why don't you do the next couple more movies? Uh, well, the the next ones that come up, there's one called Christmas with You, uh, which stars, uh, let's see, who is this? Uh, Amy Garcia and Freddie Prince Jr. A spur-of-the-moment visit because uh, Angelina has been charmed by a fan video posted by Miguel's daughter. That is available. And uh, uh, let's see, Freddie Prince Jr. has been around a long time. Then you've got Falling, and that one is available, let's see, on uh, Netflix. Then you have Falling for Christmas, which is uh, Vanessa Huggins uh, and Lindsay Lohan, two popular actors. Um, and apparently one of them is struck with amnesia and ends up in a ski lodge owned by, let's see, Court Overstreet. Um, and you got a Hollywood Christmas. Boy, a lot of these movies, aren't there? Hollywood yeah. Christmas. Uh, well, this uh, is a list of available. ten. Hollywood yeah. Christmas looks really good, and just the name would have turned me away from it, honestly. <laughs> right. But the, who's starring in it? Uh, Jessica Van is directing, and it just looks like a good movie. It's Bay Area set, and I think it'll be cute, Hollywood Christmas. And then... Let's see, Hollywood Harmony... Uh, Which was written, by, co-written by Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you're playing who, music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm playing. My my, my <laughs> phone just started playing music. Oh, oh, that's uh, the Magnificent Seven. Which is one of my now I can't shut it off. Okay, that's a copyright. Just to take the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we didn't play that. It was my phone that was playing that. Well, but the computer is now playing the uh, bump out music for the show. Hey, there you go. Well, it must be time for us to go then. Everybody have a great week. Enjoy uh, your week, and we'll see you next weekend. And go shopping by lots of gifts. It's going to be uh, a great Christmas. Screw everything. Have fun. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.